Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm Sydney. I'm Becca. And this is Lucky, Lucky as, as a, a Mother. mother. <laughs> so today we are talking conception. Yeah. Let's let's start at the beginning of all of it. Yep. How you make a baby. <laughs> well, we know how to make a baby. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> uh let's let's put a little trigger warning for oh, yeah. your stories here. Yeah. So just yeah, just a little warning. Um, my stories have to do with infertility and miscarriages. So if that's something, a topic that you're sensitive to, this episode probably wouldn't be right for you. Yeah. But that being said. So let's get into your your Quinn story. Let's talk about that. Okay. First. Because so, you guys were trying, right? Yeah. So we were trying... Um, a couple months after we got married, we decided we wanted to start trying. And we started trying, I want to say in like September. And we were getting pregnant fairly quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it was January when we started. We, we were like, oh, let's have a baby soon. And then we started in January. So we started trying. We got pregnant. Um, I miscarried. And then shortly after I got pregnant again miscarried again and then and you miscarried like the same time right both like the same you were the same amount of weeks pregnant yes so I kept having early miscarriages so basically what ended up happening was we had to go see a fertility specialist because once that keeps happening you get so down in the dumps and you're just kind of like am I ever gonna have a baby well yeah you, you think like this is what my body's meant to do. Like what's wrong with me? So we went to a fertility specialist, did all the fun stuff. Um, I got, well, Matt, you know, had to do the, to do the deed in a cup, we'll say. <laughs> we got that checked. Um, I had so many tests. It was crazy. But ultimately like, I just. Like blood work or what do they even test for oh you? My, so many tests. So for me, they had to go internal. Oh. And do an internal x-ray, which was the God. most uncomfortable procedure of my entire life. It hurt. I was crying. I was cramping. They don't numb you or anything? or They put a needle in your cervix. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not fun. It's, it's just super uncomfortable and super vulnerable. And you have to be on the table. Like, I remember the doctor was like, oh, we have a student. Do you mind? If oh my god! She, do you mind if she puts yeah, the yeah. thing in? And I was like, wait, does the procedure yeah. not even watches? Not watches. Oh no! That when I had Marshall, the doctor was like, do you mind if we have? Uh, I think same thing. A student like observe. I said, as long as just it's just one person. If she had asked me, do you mind if he delivers the baby? I'd be like, get the fuck out! I'm delivering the, yeah. my baby myself. <laughs> no thanks. At that point, might as well. So a student is like helping with the procedure, and finally, I said, I'm sorry, but this is not. It wasn't going as planned. Yeah. Like they were having an issue with the clamp and all that stuff. I was like, can you just please do it? Yeah, I'm already really uncomfortable. I'm vulnerable. I'm depressed because I can't have a baby right now. Like this is not <laughs> what I imagined for myself. So that all was fine. I did blood work. They had me go in for an internal ultrasound during my period. And oh, you wow. had to go on the second day. The, the worst. Or, sorry, day. wait. No, you have to go. 
is it your second or third day? There's a specific day you have to go, but it has to be clear enough from blood that they can see what they're looking at. I feel like so your it makes second no and sense. third I know, day are the, the worst. Yep. So that was fun to say the least. And then um, they did all the genetic testing. Basically, they do a panel of your genetics. And if something comes up, they'll do your spouse's genetics. So I said, I already know I have genes that are no good. So so just test my husband now. And luckily, Matt came back totally clean. Mm -hmm. He's got some pretty nice genetics, apparently. (laughs) I had a few things, but the main issue I had was the MTHFR gene, which can cause miscarriages um, for some people. I guess like a lot of the population has it, but it doesn't cause issues for everyone. Right. So it it was causing issues for me. So the solution to that was not taking folate because when you have that gene, your body is, has like an inability to process folate. So you would take methylfolate instead. Okay. And folate's a big thing for you to take when you're pregnant. Right. It's in all, in your, all your prenatals. Yes, exactly. So, um, I ended up not taking folate. And then I also took a baby aspirin on a daily basis. Right. I remember. And that was the solution because the next time I got pregnant, which was two months after I started those two things, that's when I got pregnant with Quinn. Which is wild that the baby aspirin was the The solution. solution. Yeah. It's almost annoying. Yeah. You went so long without knowing and had, you had to deal with all those miscarriages and right you know, all of that. But how I try and think about it now is if I didn't have those, like I wouldn't have Quinn. That's true. Quinn wouldn't be the egg. That, yeah, I think <laughs> or the all the time. Like, yeah. what, like what would another baby be like if it weren't Marshall? Yeah, you know? so weird. But so after we went through all that testing, we had sex in, it was October. And I remember like peeing on an ovulation stick because that's the point we were at. Like we needed to know when I was ovulating. Yeah, your prime day. Because it just was so stressful to just always just pick and guess. Like, are we going to get pregnant this month? Yeah, you're, you're like having sex like it's your job, not exactly for enjoyment. It's literally like a job. And it was sad and frustrating for both of us because when you have sex, you want to enjoy sex. Right. You don't want to just do it. Yeah, like you schedule you it. And, yeah. yeah. So... I remember I wasn't supposed to ovulate for days. And I was like, I feel I'm very in tune with my body mm-hmm. and my period and stuff. So I, I, I said, I feel like I'm ovulating right now, but it's super early. So I went in, took a, an ovulation stick just because I didn't want to miss the window. Mm-hmm. Peed on it, flashing smile or solid smiley face. <laughs> and I was like calling Matt. I was like, get yeah, in here. I'm ovulating. You have to come home. So... We had sex later that day and he was like, I just feel this is it. Like, this is definitely the one that's going to stick. I was like, I don't know. Like we might've been past our, yeah, like don't get our window. Lo and behold, I was pregnant. Pretty awesome. Uh, Let me, I want to backtrack. I want to talk about, because obviously we know how you felt like going through miscarriage. It's your body. Like you, you have the connection from the beginning. How was Matt during this whole process so that's always good when I'm like in emotional states but how he was processing it he was definitely upset about it but I don't know if he ever thought what I was thinking where where is this never going to happen for us Mm -hmm. I don't know if that ever crossed his mind really but it was definitely a struggle 
for him. Yeah, I'm just sure like seeing the you. Con- seeing me like so heartbroken and just, I guess, realizing that maybe this isn't a possibility yeah. for us right now. So he wasn't, he was just very like aware of my emotions and he was struggling because it's every month we're just hoping for a baby and then we don't get the baby. Yeah. So I know he was also struggling me just more to like a higher extent because it's my body. My body's not doing what it's supposed to do. Like right. my body, I felt like my body was rejecting my, my kids. Yeah. Well, like, and like the physical don't. trauma every oh, yeah. time, like you're literally getting pregnant and then losing it and right, getting pregnant to- and then losing it. Yeah. Yeah. That Did you sucked. guys ever talk adoption? If Matt wants, wanted nothing to do with adoption. Yeah. And I, I get it because you have to be a certain kind of person who can take a child into your home and treat them as if they're your kid. Right. And that's something that would be really hard for him. Yeah. I personally probably could do it and would want to, but I wouldn't want to do it if he was not yeah, about it. Yeah, it'd always be like in the back of your mind. Like, exactly. Does he, how does like, he, does he, really he love feel? this child? Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like he would get there. I feel like he would get there too. It would but be I, forced. It's harder for a guy to see it that way, I think. Rich has the same yeah. mindset. Like it's, he they think, isn't about it. They think that like, how will I ever love this child as much as I love my biological child? Yeah. Rich's thing is that he thinks that the child will always know that you're not their parents and then they'll end up resenting you. I don't think that's true. I don't either. I don't think that the child ever thinks that because they they don't know anything else. So they think that you're their parent. Right. Well, you are. You're yeah. their parent. So that's what they grow up knowing. Yeah. I think he's worried that one day that that the kid would resent us for taking over as yeah. their parents or something like that. I don't know. My only uh, thing about adoption would be how do I know this child won't end up with some sort of mental issue or yeah you don't know any you don't know the genetics you don't really know any of that stuff so that scares me a little bit but it doesn't deter me too much from adopting yeah i think i I would still once i was done having kids biologically i think i would still adopt yeah like for the last one i might like consider fostering that i think i would just get too attached and then if they didn't stay i don't know how i would deal with that Imagine having, because you can foster for years. Like, imagine having a kid for three years, and then they're like, hey, the parents get their rights back. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. That'd be, like, a trauma. Right. And then you're you're taking, like, a sibling away from your kids kids Mm -hmm. also. Yeah, I don't know if I could do fostering. Yeah. So true. But, yeah, so we, just to get back on track, we... um, got pregnant with Quinn and my pregnancy was really just full of anxiety. I'm sure. Like, especially the first trimester getting through that thinking like, will this baby stick? Am I going to get to the second trimester? And then I got to the second trimester and then I was even more emotional. I was like, how did I get to the second trimester? Now I got to get to the 20 week scan. Did you tell family right away or what was your time frame for like announcing and everything? So, we didn't plan on telling family right away, but my family knew we were trying. Yeah. So I remember it was like the day after I found out I was pregnant and I'm in the kitchen. My dad's like, are you pregnant? Oh my God. <laughs> and I just, I just like stared at him for a second because I was so shocked that he asked me that. 
Like, did he see the test in the car? No, like, or? I don't even know. He just, like, asked me if I was pregnant. And I just stared and, like, slowly smirked. <laughs> and I was, like, like, my face was all scrunched. I was, like, oh, we weren't supposed to tell anyone. But I was, like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Haley's like, why'd you break so quick? Oh, my God. Because Haley, like, was there when I took the test. Yeah. Oh. She's like, why did you break so quick? I was like, I don't know. I was yeah. put on the spot. Caught off guard. So my parents knew, but, and I think we might have told, we didn't, no, no, no. We didn't tell Matt's family. He wanted it to be a surprise because mm-hmm. it was around the holidays when we got through the first trimester. Right. So... We actually went past Christmas without telling his family. And then we were supposed to... Oh, I know why. Matt and I were sick with COVID on Christmas. So you didn't see them? So we didn't see the family. So we rescheduled for January. And then that got canceled with his family due to weather or something. At that point, just send him a card. Well, so basically, we were about to find out the gender at this point. (laughs) And... Matt's like, we got to tell my family. They got to be at the gender reveal. So because the gender reveal, quote unquote, was here in our kitchen with yeah. people on video and FaceTime. Oh, it was yeah, COVID, yeah. you know, I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then some people were here, but we were like, we have the test now and we're not waiting. So we need to call his family. So we called his sister and his brother in the middle of the day while they were at work. They answered, which was crazy. Surprise. And. Matt was like, we have something to tell you. And then held up a picture of the sonogram. And they were so excited. And then we had to figure out how we were going to tell his parents that day. So Matt's texting his mom. He's like, where are you? She's like, oh, I'm at the gym. And he, he was like, can you go home? Because I just need to pick something up. Or I don't know what his excuse was. I just remember it was so urgent. It's like, I don't want you to cry in public when I tell you. Yeah. I remember, well, I remember we were, we were telling them in person. So we were oh. sitting in their driveway for literally an hour. And I was like, okay, like gender reveals in 15 minutes. When's your mom going to be gone? So basically his mom finally got home. We walked inside and I was like, I had Hannah and Joey on speaker because they wanted to listen, but I was hiding it. Oh, because they already knew. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was FaceTime. It was one of the two and I was just hiding the phone. Yeah. And... Yeah, we told his parents and they were really ecstatic. Just mm-hmm. gave us hugs. His dad was like tearing up. Aww. They were super excited. And we were like, yeah, we, we've been meaning to tell you for weeks, but everything <laughs> kept going in the way. And now tonight's our gender reveal. So get on the computer. Oh my God. And we're going to rush home because people are waiting for us to pop this balloon. Jesus. So yeah, so we get back. We have the reveal. We just popped a balloon in the, in mm-hmm. the kitchen and... Yeah, it was great. I knew we were having a girl the whole time. Yeah, Matt like. was hoping for a boy. Yeah. Which he regrets hoping for it now because he's just so in love with Quinn. Obviously. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, I don't I don't like when people shame gender disappointment and all that yeah. kind of stuff because it's a real thing to really want one gender. And then and you get then the other, get one, the other you're, one, you're fine. Obviously, you love them, but you would have you were really loved. Really believing you were going to have the yeah. other one. Yeah. He was, all, he was like, no, we're having a boy. Like, he just thought we were having a boy. Yeah. So to you know pop the balloon and see pink he was like ah, oh, like yeah but and obviously he loves quinn like, oh my god he's obsessed with her yeah he says all the time looking back on that video he wishes he reacted differently oh and i was like don't worry about it it's- that's why i waited with 
well, both of them, but especially with Marshall to find out. Because honestly, if I found out at 20 weeks that I was having a girl, I would have been upset about it for the rest of my pregnancy. Really? Yeah. Because I wrote, I wanted a boy so, so badly. Yeah. So I just knew that if I found out in the moment when the baby was born, I would you just be, care. yeah, I'd be so excited either way and yeah. just so happy in that moment. True. And then I wouldn't have to worry about that. So. Mm-hmm. And your conception with Marshall was way different than mine. Way different. So not trying, but not preventing. So <laughs> I, I was on birth control, I think since I was 18, maybe I'd always been on it. And we had talked about me getting off it a few times and I got off it maybe like January ish. And then I got pregnant in July. And we, like I said, we weren't trying, we weren't preventing it. Just we we're kind of in the mindset of if it happens, it happens. We had bought our house the year prior. We were, we both had jobs. Like we were we were settled kind of, so we didn't really care if it happened, but it was a definitely a big surprise, definitely yeah. a shock. I remember being like four or five days late for my period. And at that point it was pretty irregular because I had COVID over the winter and ever since that it was very irregular. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, it'll, it'll probably come next week. And then one day I just had this crazy emotional outburst I just got really upset. Um, Rich and I were having a conversation about like some family members who were having drama at my dad's birthday party. And for some reason, just really upset me. And I just started crying about it. And, and that's I, not you. No, I would never. You're like, like tough. <laughs> yeah. Especially over someone else's drama. That was not yeah. something I would normally care about. And I had like a few margaritas. So I was like, maybe I'm just a little drunk. I don't know. But I just got really upset and he looked at me and he goes, do you want to go to CVS like to get a pregnancy test? And I was like, just let me eat something first and then we'll go. <laughs> so yeah. we, we ate dinner and went and got a test and I went and peed on it. And then before I could even leave the bathroom, it was immediately positive, like so quick. And I gasped and he heard me from the other room and he goes, I heard that. And I walk out, the tears were already falling. I cried so hard because I just, I wasn't expecting it. I hate to say that I was sad about it. I think I was just scared. Well, you probably just weren't ready because you get engaged and then basically a week later you find oh, out you're yeah. pregnant. Yeah, we got engaged two weeks prior. And there's probably things you wanted to do before having a kid, but... Rich was starting the police academy the next morning. So it was just a lot at once. We had just gone Echo a month prior. So we had like a three-month-old puppy, a brand new house. He was starting a brand new job. And we had a baby on the way. And we just got engaged. It was so, just a lot. So when did you feel like, ex- or when did you feel like you were starting to get excited? I think once the shock wore off, maybe after like a week or so, and the reality set in, I was like, okay, like this, this is this is what we're doing. This is happening. We're gonna embrace it. And then we, then I, of course, I was online making a registry <laughs> like yeah. the next week. You're kind of forced to get excited. Yeah. About it. Yeah, I think just the initial shock was a lot for me. Um, I just think ever, there was just so much happening within a month time span of our lives. So many big events happening that this was not something we were expecting to get thrown into the mix. Um, and I also was kind of worried that my family would be not upset. I don't want to say upset, but upset because we had just gotten engaged. And my, my dad made a comment. He was like, I didn't think it happened this soon. Like when I told them, I was like, me either, dad, <laughs> me either. but that, they were so excited. I, when I told them, we went over to my parents' house for my birthday. And we had just hit like the 12 weeks, whatever. And I got bottles of wine for everybody. And I had these labels made that said promoted to 
oh that's cute. grandparents promoted to aunt promoted to uncle and then like the month and the day of the year so i was waiting for everybody to get there but everyone kept coming everyone was so late my family's always late to everything so as one person would come in i would give them their thing and then i'd have to tell them to not tell anybody else until the next person got there so that's how i ended up telling everybody everyone was crying by the end of it everyone was so oh, that's happy. Cute. my sisters were hysterical I got my dad a little onesie because his birthday was right before mine. So I got him, I told him it was a birthday present and I got him a little onesie and shoes that Cute. said like promoted to grandparents or something. Yeah. So they were excited. I just was nervous. They were going to be like, uh, what are you doing? That's funny. Cause I feel like your family is so not, you so don't have to be nervous about. Them. I know. Like, I just think I look at my sister who did everything in order. Mm-hmm. Like she got a great job. She got I think she got engaged and married and then bought a house, whichever. It was all like, it was all like in the right time frame. then had kids, you know? But that's not even a thing anymore. It's not, but yeah, I just. I know, I know what you mean. That's I just feel like my now mind. people are 18 having kids and that's then true. being stay-at-home moms <laughs> and then they're 28 and they're like, okay, I'm starting my career. Yeah. Everyone's on a different path. I yeah, just feel we just like, do everything backwards. We bought a house yeah. when we were dating, not even engaged. And then we barely got engaged and then got pregnant. And then we had like two kids and then we got married. Yeah. <laughs> it's just backwards yeah mine was in order but just because that's just how it happened yeah it worked out it's okay yeah but yeah so he was like a little bit of a surprise but no surprise yeah i know all about those <laughs> Leo. <laughs> yeah but it's crazy ha- your pregnancy too was not like mine not anxious really my pregnancy was great people yeah. i would tell people how great I felt that you know everybody asks you every mm. single day how you're feeling oh, yeah. when you're pregnant piss me off that's the only thing I hated I would tell Rich I was like I will never ask a pregnant woman ever again how they're feeling because I know they've already been asked 12 other times today I was like I'm fine I'm fine I'm pregnant I feel pregnant that's that's it yeah <laughs> but my, my pregnancy was great I wouldn't have even known I was pregnant if I didn't have a belly I had no symptoms I had no side effects I had other than I was a little bit sick with him for the first couple months but other than that lucky I know I know it makes me want to have so many more my body just deteriorates (laughs) (laughs) like literally deteriorates I'll be totally bedridden having Matt rubbing my feet every night just oh god no I feel like I excel when I'm pregnant and then this now is like the the part where I'm just a potato I just can't do anything. No, I'm a pregnant potato, literally. I look crazy I feel pregnant. Great. You look good. crazy. So I look crazy oh. pregnant. My belly sticks out a mile from my body. Oh, there's a baby in it. I know, I mean, but like mine does too. I just feel. I don't feel it. Like, I have some friends though that yeah. barely had a belly. Right. Actually, most of them barely had a belly. Yeah. And I was like, how bitches. do you? <laughs> these bitches? Both or both no, of them? No, we we all look... of them have their pre-pregnancy bodies, and oh, I'm no. like. Everything hangs off of my body. Same, me too. I just just my when I'm touch my belly button. Okay, that's a little, a little extreme. <laughs> no, I swear, I'll I'll literally show you. Okay. It's crazy, but yeah. So after Quinn was okay, so I won't go into detail about my postpartum experience because mm-hmm. that's a talk for another time. Yeah, but I had really bad postpartum anxiety with Quinn. And basically you were not trying to have another baby. I was not trying to have another baby. Right after so Quinn. I was three months postpartum and Matt and I went to have sex as we do. 
and I was tracking my ovulation, but ovulation isn't accurate. Accurate, always, yeah, especially I, three months postpartum. Exactly, like you're you're not on schedule really. Not so at three all. months postpartum. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm ovulating in five days based on my last period. We're good to have sex, and little did you know. little did I know. <laughs> Leo was hanging on, you know, hanging in there, made his way up. And I was like, the next morning I texted you and Antoinette and I was like, I'm definitely pregnant. Yeah, you knew. I just knew it was the day after we had sex. I was like, we, I was like, I definitely am pregnant and I'm scared. (laughs) So I just let it go after that. And then a couple uh, weeks go by. I remember it was like, Saturday night and we had just eaten soup my uncle made and okay. I was violently vomiting. Oh, like violently, honestly shitting my brains out. And were you like this fucking soup? Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> blamed it on the soup and I still to this day think it might've been the soup. It could have been. Cause I feel like it was food poisoning, but <laughs> I think that's, I feel like it's very early to be that sick. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. From pregnancy. So but I didn't think anything of that. I was just like, oh, I'm sick. I got food poisoning, which probably is what happened. A little bit, yeah. But a couple days later, uh, I started feeling, I forget why I took a test. Because I, I was not late. It was two days before my missed period. Mm-hmm. I know I was on the phone with you. Do you remember why I think I you just knew. I felt I, pregnant, yeah. right? So, yeah. And so you I, knew it was going to be, like, about the time that you could have found out, yeah, like, the earlier true. side. So. so I was like, okay, I guess it's time to take a test. And, like, I ran out that morning. Matt was sleeping. Yeah. Quinn was home. I ran out that morning, got home. I, I'm talking to you on the phone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just take this test real quick because and, – and I remember you thinking, there's no way she's pregnant. No, because like, you were like, we had sex one time. Yeah. And I was like, what are the odds? And you said you were like, I'm not ovulating. So I was just trying to be supportive and be like, you're not, there's no way. You just had a baby. You're not pregnant. So I pee on the stick and not even one millisecond goes by oh that God. immediately that line shows up. Yep. And I remember looking at it with shock and calling you. Yeah. You FaceTimed me before you said, I'm going to go take this test. I'll be right back. I'll call you right back. And it- Maybe two minutes later, you called me back and you just held the test in the camera and you didn't even say anything. You just held it. And I was like, no fucking way. You're, like, You're pregnant. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that happened. So then I was like, okay, I should probably go tell Matt yeah. <laughs> because you knew already. Yeah. And I was like, who else? Like, I got to tell Matt. So I was like, I'll call you right back. I'm going to go tell Matt. And I went upstairs and I was, he was sleeping mm-hmm. and I was shaking his leg. I was like, Matt, Matt, I need you to wake up. He's, and he looks at me with like half closed eyes and I just hold up a pregnancy test and he goes, no fucking Probably, way. He woke up so fast. He was like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah. And then the whole day we were just in such shock that we were so, we were quiet. We were just silent. Yeah, we were like, what is there to say? Yeah. Especially we were going through all the postpartum crap and like that took yeah. a toll on us. So we had a new baby. We had a three month old. I can't imagine. I thought that I did it quick with Walker or with Marshall being six months. I can't imagine a three month old and then pregnant again. It was crazy. It was scary. (laughs) It was a huge shock. But then like as a few 
couple days went by, we were like excited. We we're like, Quinn's gonna have a sibling. Yeah, like, then you realize they're gonna be so close in age. Yeah. They're gonna be best friends. They're gonna love each other. And honestly, I feel like my pregnancy with Leo saved me from the postpartum. Yeah, because I realized I gotta get my shit together. There's a child growing in my body. I need to right. make sure that he's safe and he's. Because they say that when I went to go on my anxiety meds, I said, I don't want to be on meds and be pregnant. And they said it, it's safer to be on meds pregnant than mm-hmm. it is for you to have such bad depression and postpartum. Oh, yeah. Because the baby, it affects the baby. Like it ca- that can cause issues. Right, it the can stress. Cause defects. It can cause all kinds of stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll go on anxiety meds. I want this kid to be healthy. And right. like, I want to be healthy through the pregnancy or whatever. So, and he's perfect. Yeah. He's such a perfect baby. But the night and day difference of me conceiving my kids. I know. Like (laughs) the difference in it. And also once I, like after a few days went by that I got pregnant with Leo, I was just like, wow, we are so lucky. I was just going to say that. deal with another problem. Right. How great to know that you can naturally conceive and not have to, you know, worry. worry about. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as... I found out I was pregnant with him. I started the baby aspirin, like did everything I was supposed to do. And I was trying, I did a little bit of the same thing that I did with Quinn where I was trying not to get insanely attached because I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, you announced late with him too, right? I did, yeah. Just because for me, I don't really care who knows. Right. Other than my close close friends and family, I'm good. But I mean, announcing is exciting, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel the urge to really announce. And plus we were, I remember you and I were shopping at Home Goods when I was 13 weeks pregnant. Oh yeah. And I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. So we bumped into Cassidy and then I went into, oh, that's when we were all telling each other we were pregnant. We were like, yeah, we're all pregnant. Yeah. So I think her and I had both announced and you hadn't yet. So she yeah. was like, oh, how are you feeling? And then I was like, I was like I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. That was when you got in your car, right? And you saw your Yeah, so I got broke. in my car. Literally the second I got in my car after we were done at Home Goods, I just felt a huge gush in my pants. Right. And so my first thing I did was stick my hand in my pants because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to check and see, is it blood? Like, what is it? So I put my hand in my pants and it was like, tinged with blood Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what it was so I automatically was like that was amniotic fluid yeah I remember I think you called me right away and you were like my water just broke and I was like you're lying it (laughs) felt like my water broke like it I because I I know what my water breaking feels like it felt like my water broke and it looked like my water broke and I was like I think my water just broke so I was basically crying the entire way home yeah but got on the phone with OB and it was 13 weeks at that point. So if your water breaks, there's nothing they can do. Uh, yeah. Like there's, right. It just needs to, you know, you'd have a Run miscarriage. Its yeah. So he basically said, it sounds like your water broke. And I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. But why don't you come in? Because it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's like, but why don't you come in tomorrow and we'll scan you and we'll just see, you know, we can confirm it for you. So I'm just hysterical that whole night. I'm hysterically crying in my bed my parents are coming to check on me matt's coming to check on me it was awful and you can't do anything you just there's nothing i could do i just had to wait and it that was horrible just waiting just bleeding like for days yeah so the next day i go in to the doctor fully prepared for him to tell me my my water broke and there's no baby Mm -hmm. and i get on the table and he scans me and he's like no everything's there 
He's like, the, the baby's there, the amniotic sac's there. And I was like, what the F? So, like, what was that? So he did an internal exam just mm-hmm. to see. And he said, I had a spot on my cervix that was likely a cervical cyst that burst. Okay. Isn't that crazy? And that's what, but that's just wild to me that that caused all of that fluid, like all the, yeah, yep. all these things. Fluid. Didn't and you blood. say you were sitting in like a puddle yes. in your car? It was, it was like my water. I'm telling you, it was like my water yeah. breaking. That's how much it was. So the only other option it could have been was I had a subchorionic hemorrhage. Right. You did too with. Walker? Yeah. With Walker. Yeah. But it never, it just dissolved. It just dissolved. Yeah. So the out. only other thing it could have been was my subchorionic hemorrhage actually Which burst. happens. Yeah. yeah. Instead it comes of. Out. So those were the two things it could have been. Still to this day, I don't know which one it was, but that was 13 weeks. So six months later, Leo arrived. <laughs> six months of stress and anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I was much calmer with him though. Like, especially yeah. on the medication, I was so much chiller. I remember getting to the third trimester and not feeling as anxious as I did with Quinn. Like, mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with Quinn, I got to the third trimester and I was crazy anxious just waiting for her to come. Yeah. Just thinking all the worst things. Like, Well, and I remember us talking about, like, looking into the future of you being postpartum with Leo. And you were just so much more prepared that time, having gone through it already with Quinn. Like, you knew what to expect. You knew what your triggers were. So I think it was less for you to stress about yeah, knowing definitely. what was coming. And you could, like, prepare yourself for it better. And I could feel I could feel those feelings coming on. Mm-hmm. And I could tell if I was getting anxious or if I was about to have a panic attack. Right, I would know, like, okay, this is anxiety. I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's how I would... Just think, I, this is exactly how I felt after I had Quinn. I know that this is going to pass. Yeah. So that was easier for me in that aspect. Yeah. So the I didn't really get postpartum with Leo. I did have like moments about five or six, five months postpartum, right when he hit five months. I was having really bad anxiety and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I realized this five to six months is about the time you start losing those you, hormones or the hormones start actually balancing yeah. out. So I just let it pass and it passed. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just think that like postpartum depression and anxiety is a three-month thing and then you're in the clear. But I have friends who have dealt with it when their baby was a year old. Yeah. Nine months, whatever. Like it it pops up. Yep. And a lot of it has to do with your hormones balancing out or even just the stress of raising a child and then getting it. Having two under two. Two under two. (laughs) Having just like your life changes so drastically when you have children. Yeah. So even that, like just so many things that can cause it. But I was just happy to not really deal with it with Leo. Like I felt so good about that. And then, so you had, (laughs) our situations are so opposite because you were trying for Walker after. Yeah. And you got pregnant before me with Walker. Um, Yeah, a month before. Because I, Rich and I were talking, maybe like four months postpartum, talking about a second, and I said, I just want to feel ready, like mentally, physically, whatever. Um, and I think around six months, I kind of said, okay, I think, like, I'm feeling good, like, we can start trying. Didn't think that I would get pregnant the first month trying, the only time. And Rich, Rich had COVID that month, and I only had one period, so I kind of was tracking my ovulation based on that one period, which... Like we said, you can't really, you don't know. Yeah. It's not accurate. So I was tracking it, and the week that he had COVID was the week that I thought I was ovulating. So I was like, oh, we missed the window, whatever. And then same deal with 
Walker as with Marshall where I had this random emotional outburst. We were talking about family stuff again and I got super, a topic we had talked about so many times and I had never ever gotten emotional about it before. And then for some reason, I just started crying. We were talking about his family's like involvement with Marshall and it just made me sad. Yeah. And I, I, but normally you don't get sad. No, we talk about it all the time and I'm fine, but I was hysterically crying. And then a light bulb went off my head and I was like, that seems like a pregnancy thing. So, um, I didn't tell Rich I was taking a test, but I took one and same thing immediately pregnant. I think I was five days late from when I thought I was supposed to get my, so both times, both kids, I tested five days early late with Marshall was late. Walker, I tested three days early and it was negative. And then I tested what would have been four or five days late and it was immediately positive. But I got one of those tests that say they're like the five days early tests and it was still negative. Yeah. I think some people's levels just don't go up as quick. Like mine always did. I always knew I was pregnant days before this period. That was what was weird. I was like, I feel like I am, especially how emotional I was. And then it said negative and I was like, okay. So I waited a few more days and then took it. So yeah, immediately positive. And I made a little sign that said promoted to big brother, June, 2023. And I put it on the counter and sat Marshall next to it. And Rich got up and came out and saw it. And he like did a double take and he's like, you're pregnant. How did that happen? <laughs> I was like, uh, how do you make a baby? <laughs> he was like, you have to have sex to get pregnant. <laughs> I said for that one time, <laughs> that one time. <laughs> And that's how Walker came out. <laughs> and Walker's, your pregnancy with Walker was good too. Easier than with Marshall. That's crazy. I had zero morning sickness, zero nausea. I had nothing. Marshall, I was sick for, until I was 16 weeks. But it wasn't horrible. It could have been way worse. But I was probably getting sick every other day with him. I had nothing with Walker. That's crazy. I know. When I tell you my body deteriorated, <laughs> just never recovered. I had, so I also had pelvic girdle pain, it's mm-hmm. called, or it's called symphysis pubis dysfunction. Okay. Like that's the, and sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but I think that is <laughs> so right. So I'll correct you. So basically your pelvic bone starts to spread apart. Ow. Yeah. And your joints are misaligned down there. Mm-hmm. So I had excruciating pelvic pain, both pregnancies for the last three months of each pregnancy. Like so bad, I couldn't get myself up out of bed. I could barely walk. I was literally waddling because it hurt so bad. (laughs) Then both times after I gave birth, well, the first time I didn't go to physical therapy because I didn't even know that that was a thing. Right. After Leo, I was like, I need physical therapy because there's no way I can You're like, I pee when I cough. I pee when I cough. (laughs) I'm still in pain. I still was having trouble getting up after I gave birth. So I knew I had to go and it like within six weeks it was healed. Well, it doesn't help that you literally had three months to yeah. recover before getting, I think that plays a big role. Like I had six months, not like it's that much more time, but I feel like I felt a lot better than you did. Yeah. Especially because I was mentally messed up. So I was physically yeah. messed up. It was just a lot, but I, and also I'm just really short and I have a really short yeah. torso. So when I carry babies, they're just squished your whole body is just my entire body it's like (laughs) it's like my head then my stomach like your head a baby and then your legs (laughs) yeah literally so so yeah that pain was just unbearable with that and then I had 
morning sickness and you had everything you had things i have never heard of low before. blood pressure oh my the the yeah. rash the, the pups rash. rash yep yep a little bit of everything so i had a, with quinn i had a pups rash and it was so bad my stomach was covered in blisters oh and, and didn't they tell you oh you'll probably get it with leo too they told me i would probably get it with leo and yeah. thank god i didn't <laughs> but i think i didn't because the entire pregnancy with leo i was using oil on my stomach in the shower because yeah, I was worried that about probably, that probably did it. Yeah. I was worried about because that rash was the worst thing about Quinn's pregnancy. I, I would scratch, scratch it all day long to the point of Ugh. like bursted blisters and scabs oh all over God. my stomach. They wouldn't heal because I'm a picker. Yeah. <laughs> so the in the rash just wouldn't go away. It didn't go away until I gave birth, which is typical. Yeah. Because then the hormones are yeah, gone it's a or hormonal different. Rash, yeah. So that was just not fun. Not even a little bit. My biggest pregnancy complaint was my stretch marks, I think. That's it. That's so funny because I I have such bad stretch marks, but I don't even care about them. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, I don't care about them. What I care about more is that my stomach just hangs Hangs. off my body. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure the only way to fix it is surgery. And like, I don't want to do that at all. And my boobs are the same. I just have huge saggy boobs now but it's like you might as well just wait until you're done having kids exactly point. so now i just have to live with my saggy body for a while <laughs> mommy right. makeover 30th birthday present uh if if it's a 30th birthday present i'm gonna have to get pregnant real soon are you guys doing a third we're not sure yet yeah i would love to and i, I know he would love to have like he would love a third kid but also Times are hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Times are hard with two under two. So yeah, I need a break. I look oh, at myself I need a break. now. My body needs a break. Exactly. Walker is six months, and I look at myself now, and I'm like, how the fuck did I get pregnant so soon with a second one? How the fuck did you want to get pregnant so soon? That, that too. I'm in such a mindset right now. Like I'm good for like I want another one, but not right now. Yeah, I, I not need for a, break. a while. I'm the same. I'm good. I would love a third, but I and I don't care about the age gap. <laughs> As See, much. that's my issue is I care so much about the age gap because I I feel like Marshall and Walker are going to be so close growing up because they're so close in age. And then I'm worried that having another one two, three years later is going to kind of isolate them or even just look like they'll be in school a grade behind each other. And then I'm going to have another one that's in a whole different school than them. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel that. But also I grew up with four sisters who so there's five of us all together. Right. Yeah. And that's five kids in six years so it was one right after the other (laughs) but the youngest is six years from Mm -hmm. the oldest and they're just as close as any of us i think it's easier to be close as you get older yeah like my siblings are 20 years older than me i think it's a lot easier to be best friends with them now than when i was in elementary school yeah but i just worry about the between part yeah i gotcha but i need a fucking break i can't i know i can't do it same i need to I don't even, I feel fine physically. I think I could physically carry another baby right now. Mentally, I want nothing to fucking do with it. I feel like it's the opposite for me. Really? I feel like physically, my body is so shot. I don't even know how I'm going to heal it right now. Yeah. I haven't even put that plan into place. Well, nine I've months in, nine better. months out, right? Yeah. I started eating better and I started doing stretching and stuff, but it's going to take a lot more than that for my body to feel better. Oh, yeah. Because my autoimmune and all that stuff it just plays a whole other role <laughs> yeah catch us in 2027 <laughs> <having our next laughs> okay i'm not waiting that long <laughs> yeah. 
I always said I wanted to have all my kids before I was 30. I did too. But I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. I, I feel like I'll, I could I feel like I could give birth when I'm 30. Yeah, I was going to say I think I'll be pregnant with my next or if not giving birth like when I'm 30. Yeah. It gives me a couple years. I think I'll be good. A couple I years just, get our shit together. I'm just so overstimulated all the time with the two. I could talk for an hour just about how overstimulated I am. Oh, <laughs> same. Just with the two of them. Like Marshall today, he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Every <laughs> every noise that came out of his mouth was so ear piercing, and it was it was either <laughs> it, it was, was either he was talking or whining or just making noises it just was non-stop and I, I was like i need a break i just i can't listen to the yeah. sound you need quiet it's not even like he was talking to me or he wasn't even really crying it was just noise and i i couldn't do it between that and the tv and the dog and the baby that everything's just a lot. ringing in my ears yeah i get that i don't for me the noise doesn't really bother me but the whining bothers me yeah like quinn can talk for days <laughs> she she talks my ear off, but when she starts whining, it is ear piercing. It's yeah, it's, and it's like, what do you want? Like, just you could talk now. Just tell me what yeah, you want. Exactly. She's gotten a lot better. She's done with like a lot of those big, like quote unquote leaps. Yeah, like those phases. So she's definitely gotten a lot better. But when she has a tooth come in, she whines nonstop. Pretty much, Miss Rachel's the only thing that can get her to calm down, <laughs> or trolls. Um, and then. Leo does a little bit of whining here and there, which he's, it's funny. It doesn't bother me as much. His voice is a little bit deeper, so it doesn't, really? it's not like ear piercing. The baby me. whines don't bother me as much. I think just because that's all they can do. Yeah. With Marshall, I'm like, just talk to me. Yeah. Tell me what you want. Plus the toddler screeching is, oh like, yeah. Quinn the, will literally come the yelling. out from behind her chair or whatever and pop out and just scream bloody yeah. murder and shocks Leo. Like he jumps <laughs> out of his chair. He's like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, sorry, bud. Like, this is what you're dealing with yeah, the rest of your, your life. life. Get used to it. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. Yeah. The overstimulated, I totally get. I'm overstimulated all day, yeah, every day. Yeah, so I just can't imagine adding a newborn to, to the, the mix. mix. Oh, yeah. Well, Born I feel now. like both when Quinn and Leo and Marshall and Walker are older and can entertain each other, yes. it'll be easier to take care of a, a newborn because they can you know, entertain, entertain each, each other. other and play. And today I was, I was trying to do some work earlier and they were both in Marshall's room and they were both just sitting playing with blocks, like probably for a half hour. They were both in there. It was great. That's great. I know. I, I don't think I'll ever have that because <laughs> Quinn is such a menace. I was just like, wow, I can't wait for, I don't know, six months from now when they really interact. Yeah. Cause Marshall's still in a phase where he takes everything out of her hands and yeah, yeah. doesn't really, but he'll, every so often he'll have this little this little glimmer of like good big brothering yeah, and he'll so give cute. her a toy. So he like, I would watch him give her a toy and then I would leave and come back a couple minutes later and all the toys are on the other side of the room from her. He pulled all of them away from her. Oh, put them on the other side Walker. of the room. So he's, he's getting there, but in six months they'll be running Playing around together. together. Yeah. It'll be so cute. Yeah. Like you always see those posts online. That's like, you didn't do this for you. You did it for them. And exactly. See, that was my whole mindset with yeah. getting pregnant so quick was I want them to be best friends because I have siblings who are 20 years older than me, eight years older than me, and then 18 months younger. Yeah. And it's so much easier to be close for more of your life when you're closer in age, because I really didn't have actual relationships with my older sisters, at least the two oldest ones until I was in my late teens, maybe. But your older sisters are a lot older than you. 20 and 21 years. Yeah. And now Tara and I are best fucking friends. Mm -hmm. We talk 
every single day. We faced him every single day. She was at my house earlier. Now, now it's easy. But yeah. For my whole childhood, we had basically no. She was like a a mom, like changing my diapers. You know. Yeah. So you wanted that closeness. Yeah, I wanted my kids to be close because they need little built-in best friends. Yeah. I feel, so that's what I want too. I want built-in best friends. However, Quinn is kind of a bully. A wildebeest? <laughs> she's a wildebeest. Tasmanian Wildebeest, devil. caveman, you name it. She's, a brute. <laughs> she's a brute, for sure. And she does a lot of hitting of Leo for no reason at all. She just, out of nowhere, she'll just come running into the room and just smack him across oh. the head. And I'm just like, why? Well, she might be like jealous too, because. yeah. She could be jealous, but she'll get super jealous when does he when Rich is talking to Walker, he has to like, climb up in his lap. Oh, or if we try to give her a toy, he has to come and take it. He's it, yeah. it's like hit or miss, but he's pretty jealous most of the time. Well, there was so I was reading, I, I was either reading or listening to something where it says when you bring a new baby into a home, you're asking your child to immediately fall in love with them, just yeah. like it would just like your spouse, you're asking. It would be like introducing someone to your spouse and asking them love to love them. them as much as you do. <laughs> makes sense. So it just takes that relationship building takes time. Yeah. Plus, and after six months, I'm just starting to see yeah. him. And they're not even two come yet. Around. So to develop those skills probably takes a lot. Yeah. I just know in like two years, they'll be pals. Yeah, for sure. Best of buds. And then I'll throw another baby into the mix and I'll fuck everything up. <laughs> Same. <laughs> We're going to be on the same path here. I know. We should plan these next ones. We should. Just like. That'd be fun. Well, I mean, they're all pretty close. They're all within a couple months. Yeah, that's true. We'll call each other and be like, I'm ovulating today. Are you? <laughs> Hopefully we'll be on the same cycle at that point. <laughs> we'll have to get synced up. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this shit yeah, up. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Okay, bye.